You're listening to the Central City Assembly podcast. We're dedicated to sharing content that magnifies and multiplies Jesus for the good of our city and helps you grow in your love for Jesus. So enjoy this episode and may you be filled with the love of God the Father. So uh, we are still in our series called Let's Talk About It. Um, where we are learning what it, how to confidently share our faith with other people. Um, so we can talk about Jesus, right, confidently. Um, and one of the things that um, I've kind of tried to uh, communicate is that evangelism is for everybody, right? If you are a follower of Jesus, then you are called to evangelism. You're actually created, called, and commanded to share your faith with other people, um, and, but sometimes when we think of evangelism, we think of, like, um, the Billy Grahams of the world, right? We think of uh, the, the street preachers who are out on the street proclaiming the gospel. We think that that's evangelism, and that's only evangelism, but we've learned that that's not true, right? Um, and so today what I want to do is uh, I've asked some people uh, to come up, and, and they're going to share um, their experiences of evangelism. And listen, they are everyday people just like you and me. Um, I would say even that some of them would say that they don't necessarily have the, um, like we read in the Bible, the gift of an evangelist, um, but they still evangelize. They still share their faith with people, um, and they still tell people about who Jesus is. Um, and you don't have to be a Billy Graham to share your faith with other people. You don't have to be a street preacher to share your faith with other people. And sometimes it's helpful to see those um, examples just for ourselves. And so um, I want to invite Vanessa uh, to come on up. Let's encourage her. And we have, th- we have three, yeah, we have three stools up here, which means that more will come. But I'm not going to say who those people are. I'll let Vanessa handle that. Um, and she's going to just lead the whole thing. But what I'd love to do is I would just love to, to just pray over our gathering one more time. Pray for the speakers specifically. Um, and would you just join me in that? Father God, we're so grateful for you. We're thankful for the truth and the word that you have for us this morning. We thank you, Jesus, that you have called us to be your witnesses to to share the truth about who you are, and we thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to empower us to do that. We pray, Lord, that as we hear these stories, as we hear this teaching, you would encourage us right now, or that we would see that sharing our faith um, is possible. We don't have to be afraid of it, um, but we can uh, confidently share our faith, and we thank you for the examples of those that are going to come up um, that, that you've prepared for us. So we thank you, Jesus. We love you. It's in your mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen. Here you go, Vanessa. Sweet. Thank you, Pastor Kai. Can you guys hear me? I feel like I can't really hear myself. Okay. So, story time. Um, a couple months ago, I think this was at the end of probably last year, I was at Fry's. I actually took one of the girls in my small group grocery shopping. So I was just like chilling, walking around. I went to the bathroom and I walk out of the bathroom and there's this woman that's standing at the sink and she has like uh, bruises on her arm and like bruises on her face and she's pregnant. And so I just, we're like washing our hands and I look at her and I just say, like, we make eye contact. So I'm like, hey, how are you? And so, um, we just, like, from there, we just made eye contact, started talking to each other, and I started asking her about her bruises. It turns out there's a story behind that. She was homeless. Um, but 
in the middle of us having this conversation, or sorry, okay, before, let me, let me backtrack. Okay, so before that, I started, like, obviously I got in, like, my campus missionary mode. She's, like, sharing all these things. And so I'm like, oh, man, I would really love to, like, talk more about this. And then, I don't know, I've never said this before, ever. But in that moment, I didn't know how to explain to someone what I do. And so <laughs> I was like, I'm, like, I was, I was just telling her, like, I would love to hear more. And I was like, I'm, I'm a pastor, actually. I would never, I don't know why those words came out of my mouth. I'm not a pastor. I don't believe that I'm a pastor. I'm a campus missionary, but I didn't know how else to explain to her, like, what I do. And so she was like, oh, okay, so we keep talking. In the middle of all this, the security guard walks into the bathroom, and he was like, what are you guys doing? And we were like, I was just like, what the? And he was like, you, like, both of you need to get out of here. And, like, this, someone just told us there are people doing drugs in the bathroom and blah, blah. It was a fries on Oracle, you know? So he's not, he's not too far off. He's not really too far off. But we, I just was, like, so in the, in the moment, I was like, okay, yeah. So then the, the lady that was with, she gets mad, and she just, you know, like, gets, like, puffed up. And like, she's like, sir, this woman is a pastor. And he was like, she's, we're just talking about Jesus and blah, blah. So that's just like kind of what everyday evangelism looks like sometimes. <laughs> you don't know what you're saying sometimes. You get chased out by cops. Like, it's, it's exciting and it's fun, you know? And so long story short, um, walked out with her. We kept talking. The security guard didn't end up kicking us out because he can't. Um, and... I took her somewhere, we rode in the car together, I shared the gospel with her, and it was wonderful, I've, but I've never seen her again. And I believe those kinds of stories, like, they please the Lord, you know? And they put a smile on his face, and in a little bit, we are going to share some more stories like that, but kind of like how Pastor Kai said, sometimes, just how we talked about earlier in the series, like, we don't want to be people that do, like, drive-by evangelism, you know? And so it's just like a one and done because it's actually, most of the time, it doesn't really look like that, you know, from, I guess, coming from someone who we're like trying to do this every day, you know. And so I guess just to start off, like when Pastor Kai was talking to me about this, I can't, like in my mind, I can't separate evangelism and discipleship. It's almost like two sides of the same coin in my mind. And so I guess... What I really want you guys to, like, um, come away believing is that your yes to evangelism and your yes to discipleship, it has the ability to change a multitude of lives. And so that's, like, really exciting, you know? And so we're, I'm going to read a really quick scripture. Um, okay, so in 1 Corinthians 4, 15 through 14 through 15, he says, I am not writing these things to shame you, but to warn you as my beloved children. For even if you had 10,000 others to teach you about Christ, you have only one spiritual father. For I became your father in Christ Jesus when I preached the good news to you. And so, um, okay, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you that um, 
you speak to us. Thank you that you've given us a ministry and a message, God. Thank you that you've given us identity and purpose, God, that you have redeemed us out of darkness and into your marvelous light, God. I pray that you would just speak, Lord. Your word says that um, there is power, that we overcome by the blood and the power of our testimonies, Jesus. And so as we testify of what you have done, God, not anything that we have done, God, but what you have done, would you be glorified, Jesus. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Okay, sweet. I'm going to open up my notes really quick. So that scripture, Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, and he's basically, it's kind of, I'm just kind of like isolating scripture. But really, it's cool because there's like, things that stand out to me in that scripture that I want to point out to you guys. So like one, he talks about preaching the good news, which is what we would consider to be evangelism, right? Preaching the good news. Exactly what Joe said in his sermon, like that we're constantly speaking of the goodness of God. But the other thing that he points out is he explains this metaphor of like fatherhood, essentially, you know? And so he's saying, you've had very many teachers, but you haven't had very many fathers, and so if I could sum up what <laughs> I believe, I guess like what I live my life by, it'd probably be this verse. <laughs> and I, I think I really, I, but I don't think that that's just a word for me. I think that's a word for all of us, you know? So I think a question to ask ourselves is like, what would it look like for me to be a spiritual parent? I know a lot of you guys know how to be parents, a lot of you guys are wonderful parents. I actually learn a lot from. But what would it look like to be a spiritual parent? And so um, really quickly, again, we're going to get to the stories. But really quickly, um, I guess something else that I want to point out about these stories that we're going to share is that in the light of kind of what I was saying, like evangelism and discipleship, two sides of the same coin, um, like basically I guess when – if I could, like, let you guys into my mind, like, when I'm being a campus missionary kind of thing is, and even if I, I know that this is the same mind that I had when I was a student, when I was as a campus missionary, and I know that if I wasn't doing this, that this is the same mind that I would have, and that is that I believe that God has called all of us to preach the gospel, and um, exactly, Pastor Kai has just done a wonderful job of equipping us and, like, teaching us that we're people that need to know how to answer hard questions. We need to be people that know how to ask people questions, how to draw those things out of people. And so just to add on to that, like God is also calling us to be spiritual parents. And so what I want you guys to like, I guess, take away from these stories is that the second, third, fourth encounter was just equally, even maybe more as important as every first encounter that you have with someone. And so um, that's essentially like what God, I think a lot of the times we get discouraged in our like, um, maybe as you guys have tried to evangelize or invite people to church, we can sometimes get discouraged because it just doesn't maybe pan out the first or second time, you know, but that's actually promised, you know, that it, it sometimes it just, in the reality, it just doesn't always pan out the first and second time. But really, what God, I guess like a tip when I'm like evangelizing in everyday life kind of thing, I'm 
looking, I'm always looking for opportunities, but I'm looking for hungry people. And so, like, when you, when you guys are, like, in your workplace, when you're on campus, when you're around other moms at the school, when you're around your neighbors, you, God has called you to preach the gospel to them. But he's also called you to look for the hungry and to bring, like, take those in, bring them in, and to, like, father and mother them. And so um, a really quick, like, I guess, acronym to share with you guys. I should have put this on the screen, but I didn't. A really quick acronym and tool for you guys to, I guess, kind of, like, take with you as you, like, begin to put this into practice is that you are looking for fat people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you what that stands for, okay? Not what you think it stands for, okay? So a fat person is someone who is faithful, available, and teachable, okay? So not everyone that you preach to, that you share your testimony with, will be a fat person. And that's okay. And it's okay to have those interactions where you, like, you, you share and then you walk away and it's, like, a, a thing. But you can't stop there. That's not a part of, like living a life of evangelism is like everything that comes after and everything that comes after is almost is equally as important as like the first you know so really quickly what it means to be faithful available teachable to be faithful you're looking for people that like basically that are just faithful to what they do and they're faithful to your friendship and someone doesn't have to be a believer to be able to be faithful to you. You're looking for someone that's available. So you're looking for someone that actually has time. Like Pastor Kai has like really given us so many tools and encouraged us in like knowing how to answer hard questions. But you won't ever get there if that person doesn't even have time to meet up with you, you know? And so the last thing is that you're looking for someone that's like teachable. And so what that means is that they're not like the snarky person that's trying to like get you caught up but they're the person that like when you speak to them they like lean in and they listen and I really believe that there are people like that in all the spheres that you guys have influence in and so um and so yeah so we're just gonna kind of move to like sharing some stories I just like really wanted to like share just like I guess some practical tools but also some things to um I guess for you guys to like think about even as we're like sharing these stories you know because the hope is that you would see these stories and be like I could do that too you know like it's not it's not just for certain types of people and so um it's really cool because I was reading um this book this week and it was it was saying that I'm gonna pull my phone up can't read that um he was saying I believe that all these or so the so evangelism is not done by something but by someone it is an expression of god's love and god is a person since his nature is to be personal that means it's meant to be expressed through personality and so that's really cool because like god is personal it's his nature and so therefore the fact that he's given us this like commission to fulfill it just points to the fact that it's like we're we're it like we're his method and so i just hope that like really encourages you guys and so um 
before we move to story sharing, um, my friends are going to come up and share some stories. And at the end of each one of their stories, they're just going to share some practical tips with you guys about, I guess, what to, things to put into practice as you're looking to, like, uh, evangelize. Yeah. So, sweet. Uh, I want to invite Lindsay and Joshua up to the stage. share a story today about my friend Kathy. Um, I met Kathy. Um, we both uh, became part of a group, a community um, of very diverse people, um, all different political backgrounds, all different religious and spiritual backgrounds, um, and just, you know, every lifestyle that you could think of. And um, I say this because she was just one of the people that was like, and all of those things, like, opposite of me, and, and about 25 years older. So it was kind of one of those scenarios where I, in normal life, if we had not been part of that same community, I probably would not have, we would not have been friends. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I, I knew her a little bit just from meetings and events that we had done within this community, um, but I, I really got to know her um, when I decided to go to the farmer's market one Sunday morning before church, um, the Rito farmer's market, um, to buy some um, good local produce. And I ran into her, and she showed me around. She'd been going every week and knew where the good coffee was and the good pastries and the good produce. And um, so we wandered around and talked, and, um, and then afterwards, you know, took our coffee and sat and just chatted for a while. And... Um, and it was, it was just nice to have somebody to, to hang out with at the market. It was my first time. And um, anyway, so the following Sunday comes around, and I thought, I'm going to text her and see, you know, like, hey, are you going to the market? Let's, like, let's meet up again. And that turned into um, every Sunday we met at the farmer's market, and we would buy our things, and then we would sit and chat and drink our coffee. And, and I really got to know her um, a lot better through doing that. And I really feel like God gave me a heart, um, just love for her, just a heart to, to reach out to her. She was very lonely, had been rejected by a lot of her friends um, earlier that year, and just was really needing a friend, really needing the community. And, um, and I just, I felt so much love for her. And um, so we, you know, we continued to see each other um, every Sunday and hang out. Um, May of 2022, uh, she ended up in the hospital and she was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. Um, when she came out of the hospital, she was a lot weaker, um, had to be on meds and oxygen. And so instead of walking around the farmer's market, we just decided we would get together and um, have breakfast once a week. And so we, you know, continued to hang out, and I continued to just love her and, and be a friend because um, I knew that was what she really wanted. She also was really searching um, 
searching for truth, searching for hope, um, and so many things. And she would tell me about all the things that she was looking into, watching videos about, researching, and and I knew that none of it was was going to bring her the hope that she wanted. And um, there was, you know, I had told her about church, and she came to church with me one week. And as much as she liked it, um, I think because of her past and just who she was and all the things that she had been involved in, I think she just she just didn't feel like uh, comfortable, I guess, in a church building. Um, but that's okay because we are the church, right? And um, the kingdom of God is in us and goes with us everywhere. And so I just continued to hang out with her. We didn't always talk about God. Like we talked about lots of other things. Um, but it was it was interesting because uh, she most often would ask me, you know, like I would like to say that I was very proactive and was always like, let me tell you about Jesus. But it actually was that she was hungry, like she was searching and she wanted truth and she wanted to know um, what was true and she wanted hope. And there was even one time where I, I was actually struggling in my faith. Um, I won't go into that story because I don't have enough time, but um, I just, it was, it was kind of a difficult period after um, the deconstruction, you know, sermons and stuff. And I'm just kind of filtering through things and and she, you know, I remember exactly we're sitting in her backyard, and she's like, so tell me, like, why are you a Christian? You know, what, it, like, and, and I just was like, oh, God, of course you would do this right now. <laughs> like, when I'm, like, sitting here, like, what do I believe? And, um, but it, I just shared from my heart and what I knew to be true. And it, it was amazing, because even in that moment, I felt God confirming in my heart, like, what I, this, I do believe this. And it was like... And it was so impactful for me and the fact that I was able to share with her, even in the midst of my doubt. And um, anyway, she, um, I, we went a couple of weeks without seeing each other. And, um, and then I, I knew that I wasn't going to get to see her the, the following week when we would normally get together. And so I said, let me come over on... Um, or I said, let's go out to lunch on Monday instead, as we normally met on Friday. And um, and she said, I can't leave my house. I'm just feeling really weak. And so I went to her house, and we just sat and talked there. And um, and within five minutes, I just in in my mind, I knew like she's dying. And she just it was just such a like a fast decline. And um. And so I, you know, I just asked her, like, what do you need? Um, what can I do for you? And, um, you know, in all of these times I had been able to share, you know, Jesus with her, share my testimony. And she just kept saying, like, I, I just, I wish I could, be, I could know the way that you know. Like, I wish I could just have that assurance and have that confidence that you have. And, um, and. So anyways, this, she said, if you could bring me some groceries. And so the next day I went and got groceries and brought them to her house. And I just prayed with her and um, told her, you know, Jesus loves you so much. He, he sees you. He knows you. Everything about you. And he loves you. And I just prayed that God would show himself to her. Um, two days later, my family was on our way up to Phoenix. And I got a phone call from a, a mutual friend saying that she was in the hospital again. 
and um, and to just be praying. And um, this friend was a believer also, and so we were just praying for her. Um, and then later that night, I got another phone call saying that she had passed away. A friend, the friend who was with her when she when she passed said there right before she stopped breathing that she had like her countenance completely changed and she just had a look of absolute peace on her face and i just believe that god in that last moment just showed jesus you know jesus revealed himself to her and it was finally like she was able to find that peace that she had been looking for and that assurance and and then it was like she could she could move on now because she had just been afraid of like, what if I'm not good enough? What if I'm not enough? And I had told her so many times, none of us are. Like, that's why, that's why we need Jesus. <laughs> um, about a week later, uh, we had a memorial service for her, and um, her sister came from Minnesota and um, was able, you know, I, when I met her, she said, oh, Kathy talked about you. All the time, she would always say, I, I sure wish I had the peace that Lindsay has. And so I just want to encourage everybody to just, you know, just love people. And just, um, I guess I can share my practical <laughs> at this point, but um, it's basically just ask God to show you someone who needs a friend. Embrace God's love for them. And then invest, be willing to invest in their lives and to show them his love through your words and through your actions. Um, and that's because I am not one of those evangelists. <laughs> I am not, a, I'm, I'm a quiet person, but I, I love people and I want God's heart for people. So. That was that was awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, wow. I think. Uh, well, first of all, hi. My name is Josh. I'm kind of new. Um, can, is it okay if I put that there? Okay. I'm kind of new, so thank you for letting me sit up here and share. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really like that that last practical. Um, what I'm about to share, it's foundational to that, so it's perfect. Because if we don't have love, what's the point of all the other strategies and all the other stuff that we do? So. Um, we do need that. Um, but yeah, so, so my story um, is a little different. Um, the, the story I decided to share with you guys today, um, it's, it's a little funny at first. You know, me and Drew over there in that row back there, awesome guy, um, we were, we were going to go watch a movie and at the U of A um, and try to make some friends. And um, it rained. Like, it was the worst rain that I've ever been on campus to experience. It was, it was horrible. I felt like I was back in some tropical country. It was not fun. Um, <laughs> I was worried my phone was going to get damaged. But we, we, we went up there, and we were like, we met, and we hung out for a bit. And I, we just decided, hey, it's time to talk. And we did. We were talking. And um, you know, it was really awesome. And, and just watching the rain, just chilling. We were, not, um, we were originally going to try to find some people to talk to and meet there. but. We kind of decided, well, maybe, maybe we're just supposed to just talk and, you know, catch up. And as we were doing that, the strangest thing happens. We, we are talking, and this guy shows up, and he's just talking to us like he knows us. He's like, hey, crazy rain we're having, right? And um, 
and, and me and Drew, we look at each other, we're like, do, do, you, do you know him? Do I, do I, like, we both think that w- the other person knows him because of how comfortable this guy is with us. And the reality is, is that neither of us know him, and this guy's just really smooth. <laughs> and so we, <laughs> so we just basically, we, we start talking to him, and he asks me a question. Me and Drew are talking, and we mentioned we're part of Chi Alpha. And he asked me a question, and I was tempted in the moment. His question was, like, what are you passionate about? What do you like to do? And I was tempted in that moment to be, like, kind of, like, throw a real quiet, like, I love Jesus at the end of all the, the list of things that I like to do. But then I'm like, that isn't true. I am obsessed with Jesus. And so instead of doing that, what I said, the first thing is, like, I think I literally said I'm obsessed with Jesus. And that's, I love to do, like, that takes up a lot of my time. I like to do that kind of stuff. And he was taken aback. He's like, I've never actually met a real religious person. Like, in general. Like, not, not just Christian, but like any religious person. It's like, I, I grew up in an atheist home, and my community's atheist. What's that like? And so, from that, we started talking. And I kind of tried to, conscious of the fact that he had no, like, background of what Christianity was, tried to, like, lay the foundation of our worldview. Because it's so different. And... Um, I don't know if he heard everything. I tried to, my best to, probably a little long-winded, but tried to talk about the gospel. And, um, you know, we exchanged numbers. Me and Drew just looked at each other and we're like, wow, that was a, that was a God appointment right there. And um, this guy, name is Andrew as well, which was also a great connection point for him. Um, we, I, I tried to get a, a hold of him a few times. He said he was busy. Um, but eventually, he kind of came to some of the Chi Alpha things we were doing, playing volleyball. Uh, the next time we saw him, no spiritual conversation, really. Just hung out. And, and then um, I ended up getting sushi with him, and um, he ended up having an assignment. He's taking a religious class, which was, you know, uh, kind of timely. And he started asking me, okay, so why are you Christian? What's the difference between all these other religions? And as I started to just describe, I mean, praise God that, um, Miguel had encouraged me to re- read, um, uh, the, I think it's the Jesus of the Indian Road. Is that, is that what it's called? The Christ of the Indian Road, that's what it's called. Yeah, it was, it was, it's a really good book. And I was like thinking on that the whole time I'm trying to describe to this guy what is so different about Christianity. And it's Jesus, you know, that connection to Jesus. And at the end, we, it was just a really good second conversation. And then, you know, he started coming to small, to the small group, um, and I've just been leading with a few guys, and um, we've had some good conversations. I mean, we the last small group we had, instead of actually playing any board games, we ended up talking from 7.30 to like 11 about theology and random, like, he just had so many questions. Um, and yeah, so, and he's still coming, so he's still hanging out, you know, met up with him, I think, on Friday, and, and so it's been a real blessing, and, and um you know, like you said, that foundation of just love, like, you know, you got to love this person. They're not just a project. They are somebody. And they, I, I, I can't just look at them like, are they at certain levels? But like, they're an individual. And who knows what their journey is going to look like. But the fact that we're still talking to each other is a beautiful thing. And um, I think that's, uh, you know, part of it, you know, like, like Vanessa was saying, you know, we're, we're really looking for that, you know, second conversation, that third conversation. And it's okay 
if you don't finish everything at once, you know, sometimes a cliffhanger is good, you know, get some to come back. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, if, if I, I probably, if I was to like talk about some practicals from that story, um, from not that particular story, and I, I learned from this, this interaction too, is to not be afraid to be honest about who you are and what you're passionate about and who you're passionate about, which is Jesus, you know? Like, don't be, don't hide it. Like, nobody hides the fact that they're obsessed with board games or skateboarding or some, the early Star Wars movies. Like, nobody's, nobody's scared to say that. You know, they say, I love the first three, but I hate the rest of the Star Wars movies. Why, we shouldn't be afraid to say the same thing about Jesus because he is our passion, right? So, you know, we, we don't have to be afraid. And I think that was the, the thing is like, you know, it didn't come across weird when I was obvi- obviously blunt. It came across very normal. Yeah. And it actually opened up a great conversation. Um, and I'd say the second thing is be persistent and patient with people. Um, things don't happen overnight for most people. Just like she was saying, I, I think um, Lindsay has a good point. It, was, it took a lot of you know, sewing and a lot of patience, a lot of prayer probably. And that's my second thing, just be praying because I was praying for this guy. Like there were multiple times I'm like, God, I, I feel like he doesn't want to hang out. <laughs> Should I keep pressing? And I just felt like I needed to pray. And I kept praying and, and yeah. you know, it, one thing that led to another. Um, and then the last and final point is that, um, you know, I think that uh, you just... Don't be discouraged. Like, if, if things aren't happening as fast as you want them to, or you didn't get to say everything you wanted to, um, or, you know, you feel like you messed up somehow in how you really communicated. And that's, that happens. We, we, we sometimes don't feel like we did it perfectly. Um, God chose humans for a reason, and it's okay. And just don't get discouraged. Like, have that, that, that patience. Trust God with this person. God is, at the end of the day, we may plant, we may water, but God brings the increase. So, you know, just don't be discouraged and, and be consistent because consistency produces fruit. So uh, just want to encourage you guys with that today. So, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Those were both really good stories that, so many elements there you know of like just kind of how Josh was saying like persistence but also just the element of like a lot of time those first interactions are just very like normal you're just hanging out like you're just talking about random stuff and then naturally because you love Jesus that will come and then from there you're able to build and so um I actually was thinking about what story to share and um I ended up thinking of one of my friends that was in my small group when I was in college, so it was kind of a throwback. Um, and um, I actually remembered that she, I had her write down her testimony for me. So I'm actually just gonna read what she wrote and then I'll talk a little bit more about it. But um, I guess really quickly, her name is Jocelyn and I was walking by, I was actually uh, walking by our table at the University of Texas back in San Antonio 
And um, I noticed that there was a guy and he was conversating with a girl. I didn't recognize the girl, so I just like immediately went over, started talking to her, introduced myself, all of those things. And so this is what she wrote. Um, she says, my life will forever be changed all because Vanessa was obedient in God by sharing his word with me. I was beyond broken and cold-hearted when she met me, to say the least. Right from the start, she treated me as though we had known each other all of our lives. Within a week of knowing each other, uh, she offered to take me to the SALT conference at her expense where I would find my love with God again. So I like I paid for her to go. It was awesome. The Lord provided because I didn't have money. But he, I was a college student. I was literally a sophomore in college. I did not have $300, but the Lord provided. And so she took a risk on me for the sake of God's kingdom without even thinking twice. Vanessa's kindness and love for God has not only impacted me, but it has impacted my entire family. By her teaching me the word of God, I was able to come home to my broken family and teach them about God. My family was very far from Christ when I started my spiritual walk, but now we go to church every Sunday and we talk about God daily. We rely fully on Christ now, and I honestly don't know where my family would be at this point without him. I've been able to share the love of God with a coworker who has been able to turn her family towards Christ as well. And without Vanessa, even though, uh, even knowing she has forever impacted two broken families, all because she heard God calling her and she was willing to listen. Throughout our year and a half of friendship, she's been there for me in highs and lows, constantly locked and loaded with spiritual advice. I love her dearly. She's taught me how to love and trust others again, how to love myself, but most importantly, she's taught me how to stay steadfast in my love for God and to always trust him no matter the situation. So um, I picked that story of one because, like, I was not a full-time missionary when that when that happened, and it was very much like an everyday life kind of thing, and I think exactly kind of what Josh was saying, like we need to be willing to like be persistent, and um, and to kind of see it through, you know, like we we need to be people that are like willing to like teach people the word of God, pray with them, like ask them like what is your family like, you know, like, how is that affected who you've become, like, people need to be explained what forgiveness is in light of, like, the gospel, in light of, like, who Jesus is, and so a couple practicals for me, um, if I can remember what I wrote, oh, yeah, so um, be open to interruptions as you go about your day, so I think every day we should be willing to ask, like, God, like, open my eyes, make me, like, help me to pay attention to the people that are around. And that's kind of every, like, what Lindsay and Josh are both saying, it just, ha it just happened. Like, it wasn't, sometimes you're not even looking for it, but you have to be willing and yielded to look for those interruptions. And then the second thing that I think, like, really just, like, um, also, like, adds on to what uh, Lindsay and Josh were saying is that, like, Love is spelled T-I-M-E. So to love someone is to give them your time, is to give them of yourself, of your finances, of your ability, you know? Like, when's the last time that, you know, like you invited someone who doesn't know Jesus over to your house, you know? And made them coffee, made them food, you know? Like, asked them about themselves, and then it led there, you know? So, yeah, hopefully, like, these stories are, like, encouraging and... Um, you guys just really feel like, uh, 
equipped and like committed to like the call that not even the call but just like simply what Jesus is asking that we would as people who love him would like take part in what he loves and that's like people you know and so um God is he's not building an audience he's building an army and I think that all of us are he's like asking all of us like if we would be willing to be a part of the army so yeah Thank you for listening. If you are blessed by this episode and would like to help us create more content that magnifies and multiplies Jesus, would you consider giving a financial gift of any amount today? Whatever you give will go towards building the kingdom of God in the lives of people all over the world. Thank you for your support, and we pray many blessings over you. Thank you.